Today, our weekly affirmation is breathe in joy, breathe out negativity. Our topic today is how to navigate children's emotions. Hi, friends. Welcome to My Team Tangerine Podcast, Season 1, Episode 2. I am your host, Hannah Mish. Do you think your children have more, less, or the same amount of emotions than you on any given day? Okay, here's another question. How does it make you feel when your child is having a tantrum? So I am not giving you an answer to the first question, and this may drive some of you nuts. And I'm not answering it because the statistically correct answer for the purposes of this conversation really doesn't matter. But what does matter is what you believe right now. Because what your thoughts and beliefs are about a situation or person, even your own child having a tantrum, affects how you react. Consider these comments that I have witnessed parents making. I have experienced hearing when I was a child and on occasion have said to my own children, stop your crying, there's nothing for you to cry about. Stop your yelling, I'm so sick of hearing you yell. You don't deserve to get what you want. How does it make you feel to hear these comments? It's possible it may trigger some emotions and most likely those emotions feel negative and uncomfortable. When your children are having an emotionally turbulent moment, instead of focusing on them, what if you focused on yourself first? From my experiences, it is better to address your own beliefs, thoughts, and feelings first, then see if your child is needing anything from you. This accomplishes four things. First, you're demonstrating to your child how to self-regulate by regulating yourself. Second, your nervous system is calming down, allowing your cerebral cortex or thinking brain to get back online. Third, you're showing your child how to move from a place of calm versus a place of frustration and anger. Fourth, you are actually going to be emotionally available to your child because you process your feelings first. Without this pause and self-regulation, you end up reacting not to your child, but to your own emotions that are being triggered. And children are great at triggering all those really uncomfortable emotions. Why? Children's brains are wired to mimic behavior. And as some of you may have already guessed, they are particularly good at mimicking parents' behavior. Your child or children can even pick up on your behaviors that you can't even see yourself. Reflecting those behaviors back to you like a mirror. And it isn't just the good behavior. It is all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And the more you practice this self-awareness, the quicker you're going to be at acknowledging that reflective behavior of your child and your triggered emotions when they're throwing a tantrum. Then you can move on to actually supporting them as a separate person. Someone who's simply needing some support because they're going through a stressful moment and having really big feelings. So what does this look like in a real situation? Well, we can play out a scenario, but before we do that, I wanna point out two things. First, learning lessons and parenting follows on the heels of your experiences, meaning you have challenging experiences, then you learn something. Second, you cannot prepare for every situation and every variable. Life is filled with the unknown and that is okay and completely normal. 
So with those things in mind, here is a scenario to see how a pause with self-reflection and emotional regulation help you and your child. Now, Katie is a mother of a three-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. Katie and her family were spending a little quiet time in the family room looking at books after dinner when her seven-year-old son, Josh, asked to watch something on his iPad. Katie takes a look at the clock and realizes it's 7 p.m. and time for bedtime. So Katie told Josh he will have to wait until tomorrow to watch something on the iPad. Now Katie knew Josh was already tired from a busy day at the playground, so it was no surprise that he started kicking, screaming, and crying, repeating over and over again the words, I want my iPad. So far, this may sound very relatable to many of you. Now this is where the scenario can go into a lot of different directions, and we're gonna kind of talk about three. First, Katie is also tired and already had to manage a long tantrum earlier with her daughter, Jenny, who didn't wanna leave the playground. So Katie's primed and ready for her own tantrum if she reacts from a place of tiredness and frustration. What would that look like? Well, she might immediately react by yelling and disciplining Josh for his tantrum. Another possibility is Katie could look to her husband who hasn't seen the kids all day and is a little less tired and frustrated. She could ask him to take over the situation while she processes her feelings and goes and takes a shower. A third option is the self-reflection option. Katie could pause, taking some deep breaths, acknowledging that she is tired and feeling frustrated, which is similar to how Josh is actually feeling. Then she could ask herself what her and Josh really need, which is to get ready for bed and get a good night's sleep. With this in mind, she turns to Josh and kneels down at his level, but she doesn't touch him. She acknowledges his feelings. Josh, honey, do you feel upset that you can't get the iPad right now? The question encourages him to use his words and focus on himself. It doesn't matter if she already knows the answer. He may or may not answer based on how upset he is at the moment. That's okay. As long as the child is in a safe space, which Josh is, Katie could continue to talk and ask questions. And depending on the child and the level of tantrum, she could continue with, do you want to hug? Now, if the answer is yes, then take as long as you need to hug. Physical contact will help him regulate. If he's not ready, Katie can say, I'm going to get your bath ready while you feel your feelings. I will come and check on you in one minute. And this statement accomplishes three things. First, it brings stability and predictability in a moment of chaos for him. Second, it lets him know you are there for him if he needs you. Third, you have given him validation and permission to feel his feelings. If a child starts to get more out of control, throwing things, hitting, or causing any other harm, another set of tools will be needed. We aren't going to cover that today. But you can reduce the risk of violent tantrums when you practice with your child healthy ways to feel emotions, as well as continue to demonstrate those same techniques. Some examples include hugging, taking deep breaths, counting, singing, yoga, or even snuggling with fuzzy blankets and stuffed animals. With that said, a child still may yell and cry a lot. For many of you, that can be the equivalent to someone dragging their nails down a chalkboard. If this is you, acknowledge and feel your feelings, even if you have to do it multiple times throughout your child's tantrum. I know you may want to make them stop. 
but trying to get your child to do logical things like take a deep breath or sometimes even talk coherently is unlikely if they're in the midst of a heavy tantrum. That conversation comes afterwards when everyone is a bit calmer and well-rested. Let's get back to the scenario. Katie starts the bath, leaving the door open, so the sound carries into the family room where Josh is still crying, but he's no longer yelling. Katie puts some drops of lavender, a calming essential oil, into the water. One minute later, she returns to the family room. She kneels down by Josh again without touching him. She says calmly, Josh, are you ready for your bath now? Josh is calm enough to nod yes. He gets up from the floor and holds his mom's hand as they walk to the bathroom. The tantrum is over. Katie's job was to provide a calm, stable, and safe environment while Josh felt his emotions. At no point does she try to make him feel better. Why? Because to help your children self-regulate, you must give them space to practice. Now you can give them tools. You can even practice using pretend scenarios. We just did that now. But then give them that space to actually do it themselves. Even if this means their emotions and the learning of managing them makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. Mistakes are part of the process for you both. Learning emotional regulation for yourself and educating your child does not happen overnight. Like everything with parenting, it is a process and a long-term thing. With emotional regulation, you are helping your child train their brain. And if you are like me, I was not raised using a lot of these techniques. This is new. A new habit and a new way to live a more peaceful, happy, and fulfilling life. Because a huge part of us feeling deeply content with our life has to do with emotional stability, which is our ability to stay grounded as we weather the storms of our emotions. And even when you do make mistakes or get knocked over by some big emotions, remind yourself and your child, this is temporary. Once the worst of the emotional storm has passed, you and your child can dust yourselves off and try again. Choose to keep trying. Choose to be resilient. Choose to be the best version of yourself. So now I want to introduce my wonderful daughter, Olivia. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Is it okay if I ask you a couple questions? Of course. So how many feelings do you think you have in a given day? Probably five, maybe? Okay. A day, but it depends on like sometimes I'll feel sad and then I'll feel happy or I'll feel combine them all together. So then like, is that one or two or three? Is it... So you can have more than one feeling at once. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So these five emotions you might have in a day, do you just have each emotion once or could you have each emotions a lot of times? Uh, yeah, I can have them like anger like three times and that's like way too much. <laughs> like I want to feel like happy half the time and maybe like sad. But, like, that's, I want to be happy most of the time, which is not possible. But, like, I want it to be lower. I don't want to be angry that much. You know, I want to be not much feelings every single day. So anger, anger is one that you think you would like to have less in a day. Yes. Well, and how about today? You got stung by a bee. Yeah, that was very unexpected. And what kind of feeling did that give you? Well, it wasn't, I guess I wasn't as freaked out as I was. I have been before in the past. you didn't panic. Right. So I was just like, okay, all right, 
there's a bee in my hair. I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting that. And then touching it was just kind of a reaction. It just happened. Like, I was just like, oh, geez, that just kind of, ugh. Did it make you feel upset? It wasn't, so I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's going to go away in, like, a week or something. I was like, it's fine. But, um. Well, good. I'm glad that it didn't cause you to feel as panicked as you have in the past when you've gotten stung by a bee. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You mean uh, bit by an ant was, like, freaking out for me. Like, I don't remember, but, like, running around the whole house, screaming my head off, just shaking my hand. "Ah." When the carpenter ant bit your hand. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, do you think kids or adults have more emotions in a day, or are they the same, like, equal amounts? I mean, it depends the day and what happens in it. Like, if you're tired, you might have more feelings. If you're more, you know, you slept well, like, and stuff like that. Then... So your sleep affects. Right, it does affect. I mean, I've known that, like, in the morning, I don't feel the most greatest. I'm crabby, so it's like... So a good night's sleep helps you regulate oh, yes. your emotions. yes. Good. Okay, and are adults the same way then? Yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, there might be, uh, it's different. Like, sometimes your feelings can be bigger or smaller, depending on, you know, what age you are or whatever. So, sometimes when you're older, like, for example, you have kids and you're mad at them. It's different from being a kid and getting mad at something else, right? Like, when you're a kid, you get mad about a toy that's breaking or something. But then... It's different. It's not as big as sometimes grown-ups are, for me personally. So you think grown-ups... So grown-ups and children, they have maybe equal amount of emotions in a given day, but grown-ups can have sometimes bigger emotions than kids. I mean, it depends on the feeling. Or is it just scarier for you when adults have big emotions? Is that true? uh, Yes, it is. I mean, if you like... So if I feel angry it's scary for you versus if your little sister feels angry. Oh, yeah, that's like, wow, geez, wow. Who's having the feeling affects you? Correct. To be scared. So one person has one feeling and then they give it to another person. You're like... Right. So when an adult, like a mom or a dad, has an angry feeling and you're aware of that and noticing that, that can make you feel scared. Yes. But if your little sister is feeling angry, what does that make you feel? Nothing. (laughs) like uh okay like I sit down and she and I'm eating something that she really wanted like for example the cookies and she's like how much is there left and I'm like oh this was the last time and she's like oh my gosh you're giving that to me I'm like no no and then she gets mad yeah it's not very scary when my sister's like that no. do do people try to use their feelings to get you to do something oh that they want? yes they do Yes, they do. So if somebody's feeling angry, they may try to get you to do something that they want. Like giving me one cookie. So she was feeling mad and she was hoping by feeling mad and behaving a certain way that you might give her the cookie. Which, that does not happen most of the time. Um, Most of the time she gets a cookie first and uh, I'm like... So most of the time it's flipped. Correct. You're the one who doesn't get the last cookie. And how does that make you feel? Uh, It's a little bummed. I'm like... So, so okay, so what do you see mom and dad do um, when they're having big feelings? What do you see them do to help calm themselves down? Okay. Like, you talk it out, you or you le- walk away. You're just like, I'm feeling flooded. 
and I'm just going to walk away for a tiny bit. Or like dad, what he does is he just grabs some chocolate covered um, pretzels and just walks over to the living room and doesn't say anything to you. And then you come over and you're just like, what? What are you doing? I told you we were going to talk it out later. You're like, uh, yeah, but I just want to sit down. And you can literally see a smile. Like, when he does that stuff, like, you see a smile. Like, you, you can't hide that. Like, it's like, so are you mad or are you happy right now? It's like, it's really weird. But, yeah, you walk away, you know. So sometimes... So sometimes people's behaviors is uh, funny and confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. Do you think that we, that parents always know what they're feeling or do you think sometimes they're confused on what they're feeling? I think, yeah, they're confused. (laughs) I mean, sometimes even the people around them are confused what they're feeling because they're like, what, how, what, what do you feel right now? It's like, I can't even tell. You're like, uh. And what do you think would help out with that? Um, I mean, sometimes it's. It's okay to not know what you're feeling. Sometimes you're just, okay, I'm feeling just content and angry. It's like, I don't even need to know that, you know? It's like... Okay, that's a good point. So you can just feel your feelings and not do anything with them. Right. And you can kind of like what we do when we talk about making our peace with it and inviting it in for tea and just accepting it. Mm -hmm. I think people could use that technique a lot more, you know. Of accepting their feelings. Yeah, yeah. And invite them for tea, you know, and stuff like that. I think it, it helps for well, me. Well, let's talk about that some more. We, we use that technique of where when you're having a really big feeling, you act like it's a person coming over for tea. And we say, hello, angry. And we invite it in for tea. And we give it some lavender tea with some chocolate chip cookies, right? Yeah. And, and what's the point of doing that? To settle your body down. Okay. It's like people, they feel really mad. Like, for example, for, for me, sometimes when I'm doing something, I like to tell a story in my head because it calms myself down. It's like taking your mind off of things. Like, you don't a have to think. Yeah. It just, like, you're feeling all the feelings, you know, and you're just like, I just need a break. I just need to think of something different, you know? Laying your feelings in for tea, you know? It's like so much easier than thinking about what another person's doing that you don't like you know and then milling it over you're like because do you always control what other people are doing no you do not and so the only thing that you can do is manage your own feelings and thoughts and thoughts yeah Yeah. so if you want to feel happy then you can think something in your head to make you happy you know yeah well it sounds like some very sound advice thank you for joining me today olivia it was a pleasure to be here I'm going to end the podcast today with a quote from the picture book, The Happy Hedgehog by Marcus Feister. Did Mikko really want to live that way? Thoughtfully, he made his way home. When he arrived back at his garden with the singing birds, the beautiful plants, and the passing clouds, a wave of contentment washed over him. No, I don't want to be the strongest, he thought, or the cleverest, or the fastest, Why make myself miserable just to be happy in the future when I'm already happy? I like the way I am now, here at home in my garden. Something this quote reminds us of is that happiness is something that we find within ourselves. And one way that we do that is through self-regulation. 
and hopefully we as parents can guide our children to learning that skill. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful week. You can visit us for more helpful resources on our website, myteamtangerine.com.